so you know how Spotify does that thing uh, every year where they're like, here's your recap of your year yeah. and what you listen to the most. Uh, I think Spotify one rent. year. Yeah, I think one year I, fe- I, I guess I fell asleep or actually left it playing for some reason. I don't know what happened. But like, you know, it's like it's like you kind of hear your like it gets the parts like here's your favorite artist. And it's like your number one song of the year. And you kind of hear it fade in. And all of a sudden it's the fucking Cantina Band song from Star Wars <laughs> comes in <laughs> after like. Literally, the last like five things have been like, yeah, rap, rap, rap. Then, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was, I was so confused. I told my wife, and she still laughs at me to this day about it. Because I, I, love I that. really, I really don't know. It's like you played it seventy nine times, and I was like, what? Now, I will say that the song, the song is actually a bop, but uh, oh, it's great. So there is a uh, there's a Biggie uh, remix album called Life After Death Star. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I've not, but but it's all um, Biggie songs with uh, Star Wars samples, and so Party and Bullshit uh, uses the the Katina Band song in the beat, and it is gnarly. I love it. Huh. I mean, the song is genuinely pretty good, but like the fact yeah. that like Spotify's like, yeah, you fucking love this song, dude. I was like, oh no. Uh, you are a big fan of uh, jizz, apparently. What? That's uh, that's what like the canon uh, genre of that song is in the Star Wars universe. Oh, I, I, I was like, that's a real logical leap you fucking took there. Yeah, it's supposed to be like it's like jazz, but it's it's jizz instead, which is fucking hilarious. And no, and no one at any point thought better of that. At I guess at some point they decided that it was worth being fucking hilarious and i am inclined to agree yeah that's definitely someone that's like you know what that's a pretty obscure factoid yeah i mean there's people who can name all the band members too and like name the the instruments i i just know it's a fucking bop that's all i need to know fair enough (laughs) previously on gifted paul what like what does this look like for you when you turn 18? You know, like some some parents for the first day of school, the kids are going to wake them up and say, hey, how's your day? You ready, champ? Uh, guess not, dad. You know, 3D printers got to get made. I, I get it. I just want to do hood rad shit with my friends. Your father is furious. And I just feel like things danger keeps ramping and I'm not ramping fast enough to fight it. I don't want you going out doing this superhero shit your mother lost her arm because of a freak like you I want you out of here it's been a long time coming I think it's about time I leave too I don't want to be in this house anymore dad's being a dick lol can I crash on your couch are you offering to kick my dad's ass right now I don't a cult has a uh, has a blue Mustang. I feel like this is a cry for help in a way that we don't know yet. Dan is not your father. Oh, I knew Dan was some stupid fucking clown. I knew it. God, do you know? Wait. So who is?
welcome to Backyard Bards. We're doing something a little different this week. It's just me and Alex this week. Alex, how you doing? How you feeling? Uh, a combination of, of hungover and sore throat, so I'm ready to go. Uh, couldn't ask for a better setup today. Yeah, well, it's my fault. Fumbling, fumbling the ball on the timing of this episode, so we're just gonna. It's uh, it's also my fault for being like I can get up at a reasonable time in the morning and then not doing that. Well, listen, if you if you weren't out west, uh, it'd be in the afternoon for you. It'd be easy. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a West Coast supremacist now. (laughs) You know, I love me some West. I will say the East Coast time thing is very fun to work around for more reasons than one. I do feel like probably everything is pretty uh, Eastern time zone centric. Yeah, I actually just changed banks uh, a couple months ago because I saw an East Coast bank and I because I didn't factor in like, oh, if I ever actually need support, I just never can have it because banks already have irregular hours. And if I call them, they're like, you're on hold for an hour and now we close. And I'm like, that was cool. That was very fun for me. I hadn't even really considered that. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're gonna pick up uh, at the at the diner table, and you asked, "Who is your father?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just uh, just buckle in. A young woman sits upon a black bench on a wide stage. She looks at ease. Her wavy dark hair is pulled back out of her face, which is cast down at the ivory keys before her. Notes plink from the piano in concert with the raindrops that strike the ornate glass windows of the church-turned-concert hall. This is where Liza feels most at home, the most herself. The hall is empty at this hour, but Liza doesn't care. The world melts away around her as she plays. It's a warm, contemplative song poured from her own soul. The last note rings into the open space, and Liza is startled by the sound of applause. She looks out into what she thought was the empty seating and sees a man stand up from his seat. He's perhaps a couple years older than her and quite tall. His finely tailored navy blue suit is damp from the rain outside. He exudes confidence and charisma as he flashes her a lopsided, mischievous grin. I'm sorry, the hall is closed, but you can come back later tonight if you want to see the full show, she calls out to him. Of course, I stepped in to avoid the downpour and heard you playing. He walks up towards the stage. I couldn't resist. You are mesmerizing. The music, the look, all of it. Liza can feel her cheeks flush. Thank you. Now that he was closer, she could see that he was quite handsome. I'm sorry, I didn't introduce myself. My name is Mark. He pauses like he's considering his words. Give me yours. It's Liza. She smiles warmly, surprised to find that she wanted him to know. 
Do you play? She asks, tilting her head towards the piano before her. He looks down, thoughtful, before bringing his eyes back up to meet hers. Not in years. I'm afraid I'm a bit rusty. Seeing you play makes me want to take it up again. Liza slides over on the bench to make room and pats the open space, beckoning Mark to join her. Why wait? Come on. A wicked grin flashes across his face as Mark eases himself on stage and sits beside her, close to her. Gingerly, he fingers the keys, his confidence waning when he finds himself suddenly out of his element. Liza watches him appraisingly, the corner of her mouth slowly turning upward. He fumbles his way through chord progressions, blushing all the way, before turning and murmuring to her, All right, I'm a bit rustier than I thought. She lets out a small laugh. He's struck by how musical even her laugh is, like the sound of wind chimes. She places her hands on top of his. The connection is immediate. A jolt of electricity that passes between them. Her heart pounds in her chest, but she gracefully guides his hands as they play a song together. later. The Morph household is enjoying a cozy day at home. Paul sits on the floor of the living room, playing with his newest Hot Wheels car, a green and black monster truck called Gravedigger. Liza sits on the floor with him, engaging with the boy and joining in his excitement when the car rolls further or faster than the last time. Daniel Morph stands in the kitchen, watching them with pride. He makes a modest living, and can certainly make more if he was willing to put in more hours. But this is where he wants to be. The doorbell chimes. Daniel and Liza exchange a glance. Neither of them were expecting company today. Daniel goes to the door and opens it. Hey, pal. Whatever you're selling, I'm not interested. Let me in. Daniel stiffens for a moment, steps aside, and lets the visitor enter. Liza's blood runs cold. She knows that voice. Mark steps into the family home, eyes roving over the home before landing on Liza herself. Love what you've done with the place. Very homey. He gives a smirk. Daniel seems to shake out of whatever stupor befell him before. Hey, I don't know who you are, but you need to get out of my house, right? Mark turns to him and cuts him off, unconcerned. Be quiet. Daniel's words catch in his throat, the words unable to make their way out. Sit down. Daniel does as he's told, his eyes wide with confusion, his body betraying him with each movement. Mark turns his attention back to Liza, who has taken to her feet. What do you want? 
Her voice is cold, her eyes pinned on the intruder of her home. I recently learned that you moved on, doing quite well for yourself. I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. It really is quaint. He looks around with a sneer. I must say, I was hoping you'd have a harder time. At least it's not too nice. Liza crosses her arms in a show of defiance. I'm really not too concerned with your bruised ego. It's been years, Mark. If that's all, you can leave now. Daniel sits uncomfortably, watching this all unfold with terror in his eyes. Mark, unfazed, squats down to look at Paul. What's your name? Paul doesn't look at him, preoccupied with his toys. Paul? The boy says with a shrug. Mark smiles. Nice to meet you, Paul. You look just like your mother. Has anyone told you that? He picks up the monster truck, turning it over in his hand. The truth is, Liza, I don't want you to move on at all. Her voice begins to shake. Not them, please. Just me. He turns his attention back to her, considering her request. He nods. You, he says, standing up and turning to Daniel. Would you kindly take Paul to your room and don't come out? Daniel hesitates. Do it. This is Mark. The man clambers out of the chair, scoops up the young boy, and darts into one of the back doors, closing it behind him. Mark casually peruses the kitchen, looking for something. He pulls open some drawers and closes them after a quick glance. Daniel calls out for Liza from the bedroom, smacking the door with his fist. Tell me, do you still play? Mark asks casually over his shoulder. Liza's thrown off by the pivot. Yes? Her eyebrows furrow in confusion. I wish I had gotten to hear you one last time. Missed opportunities. Mark finds whatever he was looking for. He turns around, a cleaver in his hand, and casually advances in her direction. Liza's eyes go wide. What are you going to do? Me? Nothing. You, however. Liza turns to run, to cover her ears. It's too late. Stop. A single command that stops her in her tracks. Take the knife, would you please? She does. Give me your arm. Again, she does. He traces a line across her arm on the inside of her elbow. Cut through here. 
then you can call the paramedics if you like. Or don't. Makes little difference to me. Terror is carved into Liza's face. Her muscles strain to resist the command. Mark turns and strolls to the front door without a care, like he just stopped by for tea and it was time to leave. Tears pour down Liza's face as she stiffly walks to the kitchen counter and lays her arm down. No, 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 no. Mark, he's yours. Paul is yours. Liza says in a panic, trying to keep her voice low so Daniel can't overhear it from the bedroom. Mark stops in the doorway and wheels to face her, searching her face for signs of deception. Tell me the truth, he commands, calling her bluff. Liza looks down, avoiding eye contact, trying to hold back the words. I don't know for sure, but the timing fits. He looks down, considering her words, and nods to himself. Well, you'd best get back to it, and be quick about it. I'm sure you don't want to leave him motherless. Mark steps out and gently closes the door behind him. Liza's muscles wrestle against her will, the cleaver in her hand shaking from the effort. She brings the cleaver down with force, but Liza's no butcher. It's not a clean, single cut. She screams as blood sprays all over the pristine white kitchen. A second shot, a third, a fourth, release. She collapses to the kitchen floor, reaching up to grab a rag dangling from the oven door handle. Her fingers weakly pull it down to her and she tries to hold it to her wound, hoping to stem the bleeding. Liza weakly dials the emergency number on her phone as her vision goes black and she passes out. I mean, why didn't you ever tell me? I I thought that things were perfectly good, and I didn't want to send you his way or something. I don't know. I'm I'm very sorry. I, Do you know where he is now? No. I haven't heard from him since. I mean, what's his full name? Marcus O'Connor. So why didn't you, like, call the cops or, like, do something about that. Did you just let him get away with it? I mean, we, we contacted the authorities. What what happened after that? I, I don't know. You have no idea where he may have gone? No. Um, he, he tends to have, like, kind of a revolving posse of people that serve him. Did, did Dan know he's my dad? No. Not until you uh, divulge your powers. Oh, that... I mean, that explains a lot, I guess. Again, that's my fault. So... So, so I'm gonna kick his ass, for sure. I'm gonna find him. I, I, I don't know why 
What what did you do to him that made him that mad? I don't You don't you don't need to do that. I I'm at peace with it. Well, I'm not, I'm fucking pissed. I I mean I, you're, under, I understand. Dan said the same thing. I, no, th- I'm not happy until I find this guy. And k- I'm going to kick my dad's ass. <laughs> God, why are all of my dad's assholes, Mom? Jesus Christ. I, I don't know if I agree that all of them are, but I understand. I, I was young. I thought it was exciting until it wasn't. He, he wasn't always that way. Something about being able to get whatever he wanted really twisted him. Do you have like any, any idea how I might find him? Any sort of clue? Any, anything? Um, if you really wanted to try and track him down, I'm sure you could find people who have been under his sway before. He, he is a narcissist of the highest order and he'll cast them aside like they were nothing. Does he have like a alias? Does he have, what's his, what does he go by? I, I, I actually didn't hear about this. I heard that he goes by Nesma. Wow. Fucking lame name. Dad. I, so why now though? Why, why, wouldn't it wouldn't it have just been I mean you have to know I'm I want to take action on this why would you tell me now you and and Dan's relationship came to a head and I just wanted you to understand where he's coming from but also let you know something that I should have already told you before I mean even if even if I understand where Dan's coming from that doesn't excuse him being a, a dickhead for multiple years I I agree uh, I mean the si- situations are, are more complex than you than you can really understand or give them credit for I, I remember being a teenager you have tunnel vision you don't have the perspective I mean so are you gonna try and reconcile with Dan or like what's whether whether Dan and I continue or not i just i want it to be able to work if if we do so you know again gonna kick new dad's ass big time does he have weaknesses flaws i i'm i i just want to kick it i just want to i gotta do something well i think he's kind of similar to you in a way he has a a very narrow uh, but flexible power that doesn't offer him a lot of personal protection Thanks, I think. I I never got the sense that he was anything but a but a man. Uh, take away his voice. So punch him in the throat. Got it. Take got take it. away your hearing. I, I don't I don't know how it, it works, but I will for sure punch him in the throat repeatedly. But really, I think I think you should stay away from him if you can. I mean, how can I? Even if I don't fight him, I need to talk to him. I mean, he's my dad's one. Well, if, if you feel like you need to, I, I won't stop you, but I don't think you you just can't believe anything that he tells you. I mean, based on how you describe him, do I have a choice? I don't... I, I don't know. 
I, I wish I had more answers for you than I do, but I hope the ones that I gave you are a start. I mean, it's... I, it's... It, I, I'm just kind of at a loss for words. I'm just going to kind of poke at uh, my pancakes at my plate, because, I mean, with, with the news that Dan isn't my dad and my new dad is an even bigger piece of shit... I'm just kind of at a loss now. Yeah, like, like how, how is Paul feeling? What's going through his mind? I think the hardest part is just, you know, I hate Dan, but, you know, he's almost, almost justified, which is kind of the hardest thing to hear from your own mind as Paul. Like, I, I, like to be able to, what's the word, to be able to empathize with Dan, who previously, like, every word out of his mouth was pure pure garbage to me it's just like well but i get it to a degree i mean he definitely oh god it makes me hate dan more because it's it's even it's like that thing of like the person that you hate and just like knowing that like not that i'm in the wrong the person that you hate just made a really good point yeah and you're like fucking god damn it yeah it's like it's it's like when the villain at the end of the movie like has a really good speech and you're like fuck though all right it's 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 shitty and i think the other thing is too i just i gotta find mark dad dad v1 is there like a i guess i just want to start i just want to open up my phone and just kind of start googling his name. I want to know if I look like this guy at least. So uh, your phone starts to ring. Okay. Uh, it's a number you don't recognize. Um, does it say scam likely or potential scam or no? Is it local area code? It's a seven seven zero. Well, I'm a four zero four boy. First of all. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> could be six, seven, eight. You never know. I guess I'll, I'll say, hold, hold on, mom, and I'll pick up the phone. I guess probably wouldn't hurt with all the shit that's going on. Just if, worst case scenario, I hang up. It's a, it's a fake cruise ship ticket. <laughs> yeah, I interrupt your solo episode too. Yeah, it's a, you. yeah, you do, you do a quick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's the one really annoying one where it's just the sound of a boat horn, and you're like, you've won a cruise, and you just start doing that for like five minutes. I'm calling about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> uh, no, um, a familiar voice actually uh, greets you. Hey, Paul. It it it's Seth. Oh, hey, Seth. I, I got I got me a phone. Never did never did find mine. Oh, sorry. Well, would you get the new new iPhone or something? Uh, no. This is this is actually uh, I I I lied a little bit. I'm calling from my landline at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have one of those. I I didn't know those still existed. Honestly, I thought that was just for. Well, we, we have to have a phone in the house on the compound. It's just, it's just a little easier. Oh, okay. What's up, man? Well, my, my dad came home, and I told him how uh, you stuck your neck out on a limb for me. And so uh, he wanted to he wanted to see you. Just, just me? Well, you're not... Are the other guys with you? 
No, it's just me right now. Oh, and my well, you mom. Can, you, can, you can pop in real quick. Okay. Where are you? Uh, Stewart's Diner. All right. That, that pancake joint you like so much. Yeah, it's it's got more than that, but yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm a Waffle House guy. Well, yeah, no, that's that's fair, but I feel like you should really support local businesses whenever you can. But listen, when it comes to local places, there's not a greater establishment than Waffle House in, in this beloved city state of ours. You know, we have the most Waffle Houses per capita in the country. That doesn't surprise me, honestly. It's true, and it's well deserved. <laughs> are you is are you sponsored by Waffle House? God, I wish Waffle House, if you're listening, sponsor me. I love you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you found it by Bert so and so, and I said to get a fucking Waffle House history lesson real quick. Were those, was that a real fact about Le- legitimately? We have we have triple the number of Waffle Houses that the next closest state does. Okay, that checks out. First of all, that makes a lot of sense, looking back. And also, that was... <laughs> again, that felt so fucking sponsored. It was so good. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, he's off to you. I gotta go I gotta go rest up. I'll talk to you later. Right, l- later, bud. Click. Yeah, your mom was like, um, what, what was that? Uh, that was Seth. His dad might be coming to the diner in a second. I don't know if you want to stay for that or what. I You can do whatever. Oh, I'd, I'd be happy to meet one of your friend's parents. I feel like I haven't done that. You never bring your friends by. Yeah, a right, quick side note. Is Seth's dad single? Yeah. Okay, Paul's got some plans. Yeah, I thought you might, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you see the um, the lights in the diner flicker, and uh, this basically bolt of light uh, comes careening by the diner, and uh, it stops just short of the door, and you can see like detritus in the parking lot gets blown and swirls in the air, uh, and you see uh, the man that you've seen on the news before. This is the hero bolt. Um, and he just casually opens the door and walks inside at a normal speed. Does he know what I look like? Do I need to signal him? Um, how, how many how many teenage boys do you think are in the diner at this time? It's like it's like a little before lunchtime, right? No, I think it's I think it's going to be later on for sure because you and Seth definitely would need time in the hospital to. Mm. chill and all that and be processed all, all that jazz so it was later in the is like 4 p.m ish probably not many i'm definitely gonna say at least later in the afternoon so yeah is he in his full outfit and shit too yes yeah cool cool really cool it's a nascar jumpsuit right uh his is not a nascar jumpsuit oh that was just a seth thing yeah, yeah, cool. but you know <laughs> that uh you know from what seth has told you that his dad was a nascar driver Mm. Might still be, but that's mm. not really his focus anymore. Right. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he kind of scans the room looking at the people sitting at tables and he his eyes fall on you and he is going to march up to your table. Uh, Paul? 
Hey, Seth Senior, sir. Bolt. Bolt, I meant Bolt. Seth Senior's fine, Bolt's fine. You don't have to be so formal. Okay. Uh, he reaches out his hand to shake your hand. I'm gonna shake it. Again, I'm still kind of shell-shocked by real dad news, so I'm not gonna do too tight of a grip, I don't think. Yeah. I think he, he kind of notices, and he kind of he frowns a little bit. Um, he, he turns to your mom. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't know that, uh, Anyone else would be here? Uh, yeah, I, 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 Seth hung up really quickly. I, it's this is my mom. Mom. Uh, your mom flashes a, a big grin and reaches up to uh, shake his hand. Um, but yeah, uh, Bolt uh, turns his attention back to you. Listen, son, I just wanted to thank you for getting my son back. I mean, of course, you know, it's, he's our friend. I, I came back as, as soon as I could. It, it seems that whoever did this had some kind of inside knowledge about my whereabouts. Uh, so do you think this is some sort of larger conspiracy? I don't know, but I'm going to investigate it. Cool. I think bodyguards already investigating it some. I don't know. Well, it's it's my it's my son. I'm definitely going to give it give it the best that it you know that it deserves. That's fair. I mean, that makes sense. I, I'm sorry we didn't get there sooner. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing to apologize for, son. I know. I just, it's, is, is Seth doing okay? I think he'll pull through. Most of his condition, I think, is mental at the moment. Okay. It's gonna, gonna take him some time to come to terms with his situation. So he can't. It, it's not coming back. Not yet. Oh, he he did say something about you guys bagging some scientists that could potentially reverse it. Yeah, uh, Harvey's Harvey's mom. She's she's a huge bitch. I don't really know what what. Yeah, I mean, hopefully she can help. I guess. Um, I I hope so for Seth's sake. He, it's you know, hey. Actually, while you're here, so you're a big hero, right? Yeah. Yeah. On on that note, um, the other patrons of this diner are just like mouths agape watching this unfold because uh, I think I had mentioned before, but, you know, he's been kind of promoted up to the vanguard. So he is roughly the flash equivalent in this universe and he just strolled into this diner and started chatting somebody up cool 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 i uh not paying attention to them i <laughs> i'm like do you, do you have like some sort of like villain database i can search through or something i'm trying to find someone i'd, I'd be happy to you know lend you what resources i can cool uh i i've been i've been off world for a while vanguard business off world like the the planet correct it's kind of kind of hush hush a little bit i know we're in a public space but well glad glad to have you back glad to be back um cool man you're in a much higher tier than me this is weird don't sweat it button he gives you a pat on the back well listen 
next time swing by. I don't, I don't know that I've ever had the pleasure of you visiting my home, um, but please come by. See Seth. I, I know he would love to see you. Oh, for sure, for sure. And you're again. Can I use like superhero Google when I'm there? I'll arrange it. Cool, cool, cool. That would be really. That would that would be really. I would love that. Well, I'm afraid that's really all the time that I can spare. But I'll be keeping an eye on you, Paul. Uh, okay, thanks. Can can you keep an eye on my mom too? She's um, you know. We're going through some personal family stuff, and I don't want her all by herself. Uh, yeah, he, he turns his gaze on her. Two eyes. Oh. Cracks a smile. <laughs> Hell yeah, he's, my mom's gonna fuck Bolt. Yeah, your, your mom is like, is like, your mom's like geeking, like, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then Bolt's gonna walk out the door, and then you're gonna see him uh, coalesce into a bolt of lightning. And uh, he's gone. So your uh, your mom is like, well, that was unexpected. Um, I didn't know that you knew him. Uh, that was my first time meeting him in person. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess I'm growing up quick or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just realized when when I um, when I got here, I didn't see your car how'd you, how'd you get here uh i walked oh okay Where, where's your car do i need do i need to take you to your car do i know if my car is in an impound lot or something you don't know you haven't been back to the storage facility yet mom i'm gonna be honest uh it might be at a storage facility it might be gone forever i'm not 100 percent sure right now well let me um let me let me drive you there and see if your car is there that would be awesome. You got your keys, right? Uh, I'm gonna reach around my bag. I do. Um, and I think your mom uh, pays for your pancakes, oh. and then you guys uh, leave the diner and head to uh, the store hall. And so you guys arrive at the store hall, and um, there's like the office building where they. Well, they'll sell you the key, basically, all that. Right, all yeah, that. like the little administrative building. Yeah, and they have, like, the security office in there as well. But you uh, you pull in, and you don't see your car, but there is an unmarked black SUV parked here as well. And that's, I haven't seen it here before, because I've been here, like, only once. I guess I wouldn't really clock that it's out of the ordinary, I would imagine. Yeah, Unless it's like not. looking really conspicuous for some reason. This is a huge satellite <laughs> dish coming out of the top. Nah, nothing like that. Cool, I guess I'm gonna uh, go with my mom inside and be like, hey, there was a car left in the parking lot. I think it got caught up in that whole ruckus the other day. Oh, beat up Ford? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about beat up. It's uh, seen some seen some live it's seen some adventures but i mean that's a little i mean it's fine it works all right well the suit searched it had it towed earlier oh did they leave like a a number or like did they say what lot uh yes um yeah but the information is there for you to contact them to get your car back cool i'm gonna 
call the number? Is it like a card, or is it just like a number on a piece of paper? Uh, it would be more official than that. I'm sure it's a card. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna call the number on the card. This is Ricky Tiki Towen. How can I help you? Hey, do you have a 1987 Ford Taurus you recently towed? Yeah, I think one of them came in this morning. Okay, I think that's mine. I'll come pick it up later. What do I owe you? About tree fitty. Okay. Hey, Mom? Yeah, honey? Um, we gotta go to the the towing place um, to pick it up. I'll cover it. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, I, I don't mind. It's it's three hundred and fifty dollars. Do you do you have that kind of money? Uh, I've mostly been saving, not really doing much spending. I no saving saving what? Money. You don't have a job? What like like birthday cards? Yeah. Okay. The way you said that sounded like you were lying to me. Okay, so I have a job on the side. I guess you told me, uh, you know, I'm going to hang up the phone. I'll be there to pick up my car. Yeah, y'all sort your business out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been, you know, you told me a big truth today. I've been, I've been working as a nighttime security guard for a bank for the last couple of months. Is that what you've been sneaking out at night for? Yeah. Well, I don't understand why you couldn't tell me that. But it was mostly just to spite Dan, and I thought you were on Dan's side. Now I'm feeling bad about being spiteful to Dan. I'm going well, through a lot of thoughts right now. Okay. Um, water under the bridge. It's okay. I'm actually thrilled to hear that you have money. So, good. Well, yeah. I guess I'll I'll get you over there then. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you guys. Uh, pack up and head off to the uh, impound lot. Cool. I'll go to the wherever their little office type thing is. I am pretty sure that it's like a locked gate with a little building there for them to take your fee so they'll let you in to get your car. That, right. that, sounds, about right. that sounds about right, yeah. I've never had my car. Never had my car towed. Yeah, I'm really like, I feel like I'm, I'm dependent it. on what I've seen in, in movies and television <laughs> to get me by. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's getting us there. Cool. Yeah. So you can just walk up to the uh, to the glass there. It's kind of like a little booth, basically. Right. I guess I will. I guess I would have a bank account with the bank I'm a security guard at. I was like, I wonder if I carry cash or have a debit card. You're not required to. Uh, so however you want to do it. Yeah. Um. I guess I'll just knock on the glass and uh, say like, Hey, I'm here to get the the eighty seven. Silver Ford Taurus. That'd be three fifty. Do you guys uh, is it like a card reader or something? Or I'll hand him a debit card. Yeah, it's twenty twenty two. Yes. <laughs> Takes the card. <laughs> okay, well I did. It's fucking rude, but thanks. <laughs> uh, I got it from here, Mom. If you want to meet back at uh, at Grandma's or something. I can I can wait until you get your until you get your car, and then we can just go. Okay, well, I guess just you can just sit out in the parking lot. I guess I'll just I'll be right back. That's fine. Uh, yeah, and you go on back, looking through the various cars they have impounded, and uh, that's when you see it—your uh, sweet baby 
silver doors. Did it take any damage from the from the incident, or does it seem more or less the same? It seems it seems more or less the same. Like they just towed it normally. Cool, 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 cool. It's not like uh, someone took a bat to it or anything like that. Cool. I guess I'll uh, I'll get in and start it. Um, you go to your car and uh, you see something out of the corner of your eye. Uh huh. You you see a blue Mustang, and you hear a voice. Hey, you. Uh, you turn. And you see uh, Colt Chambers uh, and two of his uh, buddies over by the Blue Mustang. Hey, Colt. I'd have got you right here. Stole my fucking car. Uh, I'd like to see you prove that in a court of law. America has an innocent until proven guilty policy, Colt. Maybe you paid attention in uh, law class. You'd know that. Well, this isn't a court of law. He's going to start. Adva- he's not going to start advancing towards you. I'm gonna back away. So I'm like, Colt, today's today's not the fucking day, Colt. I agree. You shouldn't have stolen my fucking car, Colt. I'm pro- I promise you right now, today is not the fucking day. You cannot prove that again. Do you really want to go down this road right now? Yeah. And then I'm gonna go down the road in my fucking car. Does do he have his keys in his hand right now? Sure. Um. And then uh, in his other hand, he's got himself old knife he pulls out and flips the blade out. Oh, that's that's cool. I'm gonna go ahead and get into the knife. <laughs> yeah, I love where this is going. I'm not, yeah, I'm not fucking around. I gave him two warnings. Yeah, great. Uh, what, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do with the knife? Uh, I'm just gonna get it in his leg. I want you to roll to uh, directly engage a threat. Let's engage a threat is a danger, which boy am I bad at. Alright. Oh shit though, I'll take a ten. Okay. Yeah. So um you get to choose uh some from the list. Cool. I mean take something from them. Knife's out of his hand. At the very minimum. Okay. Um so so tell me like how this plays out. What does it look like? So I, I give him again a final warning, like, Colt, not right fucking now, man. And he's going to keep coming towards me, and all of a sudden I will just kind of blink out and just really, like, throw, like, like I'm throwing my body, except I am now in a knife, just throw my body towards his leg and just try to, like, really get it, get it wedged in there pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it sinks into the flesh of his thigh, and he cries out in pain, and kind of drops down uh, onto a knee mm. uh while i'm in there can i twist yeah you certainly you certainly can uh cool yeah i'm gonna twist and then i'm gonna pop out of it and i'm gonna be like colt today is not the fucking day man uh yeah uh and he he's like he looks up at his, at his two friends kick his ass and uh they're both gonna try to uh, try to jump you. What do you do? Do either of them have a belt? Sure, one of them does have a belt. Cool, I'll go into the belt. Okay, we're gonna do another um, direct engage. engage a threat. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's see if I can keep the magic going today. Seven. Okay, so that's mixed. Okay. So you get to choose one. Yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and. Uh, 
I guess frighten them. I'm gonna frighten the opposition. I'm just gonna go into the belt and just start tightening. And just start like basically just choking them out via belt. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um he starts to feel the tingling in his feet and then it it goes out from here. It's <laughs> <laughs> um he this kid is just like struggling uh he's like got his hands on the belt trying to like like get his fingers in between you know what i mean or maybe yeah. it. it's too late i'm constricting like a fucking boa boa constricted yeah <laughs> sure um yeah and so um he he drops to his knees as well but he is uh able to uh rest the uh the belt and try to like slip it so it's not as tight on him okay cool i'm gonna just pop on out then pull the uh knife out of my own bag and be like look we can be cool and go our separate ways today's not the fucking day i don't know how many more times i need to say that um and so the last the last kid remaining uh he is going to uh, throw a punch your way <sighs> all right what do you do? I mean, I'm going to try and... I would assume dodge it and punch back. Okay. Sure. Uh, you can go ahead and roll uh, directly engage a threat again. Scenario. Alright. Two in a row. This is big for me to get two rolls in a row. This is un this is uncharted territory for me. Yeah, it is. Six. Damn. Six. You're going to get socked right across the jaw. And I don't believe you've really recovered any conditions, so you're gonna you're gonna go down. All right. And so uh, the three of them are gonna recover, and they're gonna start kicking the shit out of you. Cool. 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 Rib cage blows. So as my vision is tunneling, as my ribs are being constantly pummeled with kicks, I can see a blue Mustang off in the distance. Yeah. I will jump into that, I think, or try to with all my with all my might. Yeah, um, and you you push yourself harder and farther than you had before, mm. um, but you can feel uh, your senses extend to the full body of this Mustang. I'm gonna give it a rev. You do that works. Yeah. All right, feeling it. Uh, I guess in that scenario, then. Uh, I'm gonna just again. I'm gonna just kind of line myself up with them boys and just rev it a couple times. Are they feeling lucky? I think they might be. Honestly, Colt is gonna is gonna lead the charge and he's gonna try and get to the driver's door. Uh, no, I'm too bad. I'm zero to sixty. Let's see how quick that goes before he can. <laughs> I'm not gonna have you. Um, I'm not gonna have you roll for this just kind of tell me how you think this should play out like what do you want the result to be so he was trying so i assume he's coming towards my like side not quite direct at me is there is, yeah who's yeah. is henchman one or two just in my direct path uh the two of them are yes i think basically like the other two guys are trying to they're gonna try and position themselves to get into the other side but with the way that i think the car is positioned with like the row of other cars here it's gonna be harder for them to get in there so it's more head-on yeah, so I'm gonna destroy their kneecaps real quick. Okay. And just full full send right at them. So I want to clarify, like, 
you want to run them over or you want them to like bounce off of the car. I think it'd be funnier if they, I feel like it'd be, oh, you know what? <laughs> as much as I do want to fully run them over. I say, that's, a, that's pretty dark. Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the bounce off instead of just, you know, mutilating them completely. Yeah, so you just jet ahead. Mm-hmm. And so you swipe the two goons. And, uh, like, one of them, like, bounces off and lands on the hood of another car. And the other one, like, kind of trips and stumbles. And you, like, get his, his foot slash ankle under your tire. And he yelps in oh, pain. Jesus Christ. But... Jesus. <laughs> But, uh, but Colt has um, gotten a hold of, of the door and he's he's like kind of got it open mm-hmm. uh, but but he can't fully pull himself into the car I'm gonna no I'm gonna slow down I'm gonna slow down a little bit I'm gonna let him get his, his arm in yeah and I'm gonna shut the door on it okay yeah and you hear him uh, cry out in pain and he lets go and drops to the ground and like and like rolls. Oh, I was gonna hope uh, I could shut it multiple times. I wasn't even. I'm oh, you want to do it multiple? Oh, yeah. Well, that's I'm, I'm not fucking around. I'm not playing no games anymore. They were they were gonna beat me to unconsciousness. No, they're gonna enjoy some broken limbs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You smash his arm repeatedly with the door, and then he drops and and rolls after uh, his arm goes limp. Cool. What do you do? So, goon. So, quick synopsis again. Goon one and goon two. How are they looking? Uh, they're down. Cool. And then uh, Colt, how's he doing? Uh, also down, uh, holding his arm and uh, basically sobbing on the ground. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of the car. And I will kind of walk over to Colt. And I'll say, Colt, I told you today was not the fucking day, man. Now repeat after me, Colt, real quick. Was today the fucking day? Was today the fucking day? No, Colt. No, Colt, it wasn't the fucking day. And here we are. So, don't ever pull that shit again. If you ever pull a knife on me, I'll fuck up more than your leg with it. So help me, God. Alright, now I'm gonna take your car. Alright, that's mine now. That's just my car now. Alright, you can have the Taurus. I'm gonna throw the keys on him. And, um, if you want it back, come and take it. Uh, you hear uh, the sound of movement behind you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn around. You see your mom standing there. Oh. And uh, she's brought her hand up to, to cover her, her, her mouth and nose. Uh, she looks stricken. Uh. Hey, Mom, I thought you were waiting in the parking lot. Paul, what did you do? I, def- I, no, I defended myself. Colt, tell her I defended myself, Colt. He he he's like looking up at you, uh, and you know he's got like he's got tears streaming down his face, uh, but he doesn't say anything. I swear, mom, I swear to God, they came at me first. I swear to God. She kind of gets this this look on her face, kind of determined, and she's gonna march up to you, Paul, and and she like gets right up to you. I want you to be better than him. I am better than him. Look at him. He's crying. I have to go. I I can't believe what I'm seeing. Mom, it's not what it looks like. I swear. You should be proud of me. I stood up for myself. Here's what I want to do. I want... Uh, she's trying to... Well, yeah, trying. She's uh, going to attempt to shift your labels. 
Uh, she wants to uh, raise your danger and lower your savior. Is this is this an influence thing? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I add plus two to this. So you're rejecting it? You can just accept it if you want. No, I'm, I'm rejecting it. Okay. Uh, I am not a danger. Colt's a piece of shit. I'm fine. That will be a nine plus two. Well, man, I'm rolling fire today. Eleven. Nine, eleven. <laughs> okay, so you get to choose two. So you can... Yeah, it's two out of three. So uh, clear condition or mark potential by acting to prove them wrong. Uh, shift one label up and one label down your choice or uh, cancel their influence and gain plus one forward against them. I think I know which two you're going to choose, but... Uh, I'll mark a potential. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I'll bump Savior up and drop Mundane one, I think. Cool. I think that makes the most sense. Sure. Um, so how do you um, immediately act to prove her wrong? I'm going to go ahead and pull the knife out of Colt's leg and try to like grab a, uh, some sort of piece of cloth out of my bag as a tourniquet and be like, look, see, I'm I'm helping. I didn't. I'm not. I didn't kill him. I could have. I could have killed him really easily. Um. She. She stops and turns and looks back at you. I. I know. I raised you better than that. You. I. What was I supposed to do? Let him kick my ass? Just make it right, please. Colt, you can keep your car. Thanks, man. Don't sh- shut the fuck up, Colt. Shut up. Shut the fuck up right now. Don't know. You, you want me to talk now? You don't want me to talk? Colt, shut up. Just shut up. Fuck, man. <laughs> Colt, answer when I tell you to at this point. Just shut up. Yeah, I'm going to pull the Taurus keys off of his chest and can't and replace it with the Mustang keys. Be like, okay, uh, Mom, again, I swear you came in at a bad time. I swear. I'll see, I'll see you at, at Grandma's. Uh, yeah, and, and she turns and, and, and leaves. Cole, you really- Cole, I just was really bonding with my mom, and you fucked that up for me, by the way. Cole, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. That's- okay, thank you. That really didn't help. I thought that would help- I thought that would feel better, but it didn't. No one forced you to do that, man. I mean... Cole, what if- Cole, you fucking came with you tonight. Don't give me a fucking ethics lesson right now, Cole, first of all. You don't get that fucking choice right now. I'll see you at school. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna spin on him, honestly. Fuck Colt. No, fuck Colt. I hate this guy. Okay. Alright. I'm big not fan of Colt. He just tried to kick my ass. I defend myself flawlessly. And now I'm in trouble. This is bullshit. Won't even let me steal his car. sits alone in a quiet room. He knows this room all too well. It's been his home for over 14 years now. It was built just for him. All of the cells in Tartarus were made specifically to contain the super within. His cell deadened all sound. 
His voice wouldn't carry beyond the door even if it were to open unexpectedly. A hatch built into the door allowed the guards to feed him without actually opening the door itself. Thinking of the prison's name causes Mark to smirk. He found it to be delightfully poetic. What were supers if not gods? And where should the losing gods wind up if not Tartarus? Hades had overseen the building of this facility himself decades ago in the wake of the Sundering. Mark had seen the prick come by before, strutting around like he didn't deserve to be in one of these cells himself. Mark, at least, hadn't killed another hero on national television. But someone who was both a hero and a lowercase god got to live by different rules, it would seem. Mark didn't think the rules should apply to himself either. Mark, at least, was consistent. Mark is pulled out of his thoughts by a voice from outside. Lunchtime, O'Connor. Through the blue energy wall that made up most of his cell door, he could see the prison guard. It was Rigo today. Back up to the wall. Mark does as he's told. Subverting his jailer's command stopped being fun for him a long time ago, especially with the older guards that were already familiar with his antics. Rigo slips his food tray into the hatch. It chimes to let him know that it's closed, and then the hatch slides open on Mark's side. Rigo watches as Mark approaches and collects his tray before moving on to the next cell with his cart. Mark looks down at his food, the typical bland meal, designed for basic nutrition and no pleasure. He takes a seat and digs in. His plastic spoon uncovers something out of place in his mashed potatoes, a small roll of paper. Mark glances up, conspiratorially, before digging the paper out and unrolling it. The slip of paper has a few words typed on it in a simple font. Rooftop. Five minutes. Good luck. Followed by a signature that was unreadable. Mark can feel the hum of his jail cell door powering down before he looks up to see it. He ducks down under the bar that supports his food hatch and steps into the cell block. All of the small sounds hit his ears. The squeaky wheel of the food cart, the hum of the air ducts. It's almost overwhelming after all this time and silence. None of the other cells have opened. Mark looks to his right and sees Rigo, wide-eyed, fumbling at his belt for his sidearm with shaking hands. Mark gives him a predatory smile that reaches his eyes. He was going to enjoy this, 